Super Financial Literacy Skills. Mr. Buffett, how can I make $30 billion? Start young. <laughs> That's Warren Buffett speaking at a conference years ago. Start young, he says. Wise advice from a man who bought his first stock at age 11. But to start young, we need to build our knowledge to create smart financial habits. That's why this season of the Cash Kid podcast will be all about how to build super financial literacy skills. And today, it starts with an interview from a high school teacher who works every day to do just that. I'm so excited to start this new season and a new journey with my fellow Cash Kids. The Cash Kid podcast is underway. So, you got some cash, maybe from an allowance, or that money your grandma gave you for your seventh birthday. Here you go, sweetie. Woohoo! Thanks, Grandma! Whatever it is, what are you gonna do with it? Spend it? Hide it away? Or maybe invest it? Let's start learning how to make that money grow. Time to learn how to be a cash kid. today is Mr. Ryan Hallow. He's a business and personal financial teacher at Vestavia Hills High School in Alabama. Welcome to the show, Mr. Hallow. Thank you. Good to be on. First off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Been a teacher for a long time. Graduated from Vestavia Hills in 1992. Uh, played baseball at Auburn after that and then play, played baseball a little while after Auburn. Got into teaching and coaching uh, when I was about 29 years old. Been doing it ever since. I got two kids. I've uh, been married for 25 years. What led you to wanting to teach personal business and finance to high schoolers? Uh, well, it actually kind of chose me. Uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up getting into the uh, business curriculum, uh, which I have found to be very useful and very enjoyable because I, I'll be honest with you, a lot of things in school, um, I can't necessarily say I use today, but I, I, same thing I tell all my kids as far as personal finance goes. Uh, that they will definitely, definitely use that at some point in their lifetime. Do you remember what kind of financial literacy material, if you found or were given any growing up? Uh, the only stuff I remember when I was a kid was we counted the uh, the paper nickels and the paper p uh, pennies and things like that. But as far as uh, true financial literacy, I, I really don't recall. And I don't want to insult any of my teachers because it was a while ago. But I don't recall ever going over that. Tell us about your thoughts on what type of financial literacy is needed in schools today. And when should it start being taught? Uh, I think basic financial language as far as, you know, checking accounts and savings accounts and, and things of that nature. I think that should begin in middle school. Then I think as you progress and, you know, because I have a bunch of I teach a bunch of juniors and seniors and they all have jobs. Um, they get real paychecks. So I think at the end of the day, uh, when they get to be maybe a sophomore, you start talking about actually taxes. And, you know, look, taxes is not fun to talk about anyway. Uh, I'm not trying to insult any CPAs, but they uh, uh, I'm not sure income tax is what you talk about. But as far as what comes out of their paycheck, you know, the FICA taxes and and uh, the state and federal taxes, probably discussion. Um, and I think they can all use, you know, savings account discussions and, and uh, checking account discussions. A lot of my kids. Don't know the difference between a debit and a check, uh, credit card. Yeah, actually, we're going to cover that soon in the upcoming episode. 
<laughs> Good. Would you say there is a lack of financial skills taught in schools? And if so, why? I'm going to say no, there's not because I'm teaching it. <laughs> uh, I would say that I, I don't really know other people's curriculum, but I do think that, that as far as Vestavi goes, we do a pretty good job of maybe introducing it to them. Um, I think it's I think it's funny, though, because I think a lot of kids don't really understand it. And, and, and having taught for a while, you understand the kids, they don't like anybody to know they don't understand something. So I think a lot of times they just kind of sit there and pretend like they understand, but they get out in the real world and it's pretty obvious they don't understand. What are ways parents can get involved to teach these concepts? Uh, I think parents can just kind of mimic the, the correct behavior. I know correct is, is a, a vague term in this, but I think they can just mimic and show the kids. I mean, kids understand more of what they see than what they hear. So I think if you can tell them, and, and I think sometimes – you know, people with means, I think the hardest thing is to tell a kid no. Um, kids don't really have a concept of, of financial skills because they've just always had. And then when they get out by themselves, they don't really understand where the money went. So I think just just talking, sitting down and have a conversation with them and saying, I, I, I'm old school. I think allowance is a good idea. Uh, I don't really care how much the allowance is because it teaches them the basic concept, basic skills of how to save money, how much things cost, because also – whether people believe it or not, our, our main our main purpose is to be an educated consumer um, in this in this. You know, we understand how much milk should cost. We don't pay twenty dollars for milk. I think when kids get an allowance and learn that at home, I think they're better suited when they get out in the real quote unquote real world. What do you find your students are lacking when it comes to financial literacy today? Uh, I think taxes is a foreign concept. To every single one of them. Because I've asked that question. I said, how many of y'all have gotten a paycheck? And a lot of them will raise their hand. I said, be honest with me. How many of y'all were shocked and stunned <laughs> by how much was missing? And they all were. And that's common. Most people are like that when they get their first paycheck. But I, but I really think that just, the, I mean, it's a basic overall concept of, not you know, where money comes from. I, I mean, I've had kids that, that thought that when you took money to a bank, you had a vault of your own that they took your $100 when you deposited, put it in there. And then when you went back a week later, they went back to that same vault and gave that same $100. So I think maybe an idea of how it works and what banks actually do with that money and how to access money. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things. There, there's a lot of things that, that need to be discussed. What can be done to help instill greater financial knowledge to the next generation? If every kid could listen to this podcast and hear my voice then that would make everything better. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, well, I'm good with that. Okay, then let's go. Uh, I just think what I said, I think parents can get more involved, and, and I think kids need to get more involved. We, we seem to push a lot of the, lot of the blame on, on parents or schools or whatever it is, but if the kid's not willing to be involved or get involved to, to, in their own learning, then it's really kind of pointless. So I think we've got to figure out a way to get the kids involved and, and understand that the concepts that they're learning about the financial literacy is in fact, because people will talk to you about anything else in the world other than money. Nobody likes to talk about their own money and what they do with it. So I think when people are like that, that there is no conversation going on about it. And I think that, I think, I really think that parents and families could get involved more and, and have an understanding. What is your goal for students when they leave your class? I think, I think, just have a basic understanding. Uh, basically, if they go out on, in, in the real world, they can understand that what their, what their paycheck looks like. They can understand how much things cost. Because I think a lot of times people, people have no concept of how much the grocery store costs, especially nowadays, or how much, how much gas costs. Because they, they have 
mom or dad or aunt or uncle or grandfather, whoever it is, credit card. And they just run that credit card. They don't understand that they just paid $65 for gas. Um, so just a basic understanding, really very basic understanding of how much things cost, of where they can put their money. Uh, I, I, we, we touch on investments, but that, that to me is kind of advanced financial literacy. <laughs> I think basic is just, just managing your money. I just really, I don't want any of them to struggle with money is really my, my goal. Are there any books you can recommend to our audience, either for parents or kids, to further their knowledge? Um, one book does come to mind. It's by uh, everybody's favorite self-help guru, Tony Robbins. It's called Money Master, uh, Money Master the Game. And the, the main concept he likes is, is that he talks about is three buckets for investments. And those are, there's a security, a growth, and then a, a dream bucket and how he how you move money to each one of those buckets and, and you fill up one before you fill up the next one. And because once you're security, that's kind of your emergency fund, as Dave Ramsey would say. And your growth bucket, that's kind of the retirement, future, car, whatever you're trying to save for. Once those are filled, then you move on to that dream bucket of, you know, if you want to go on that dream vacation, whatever it is. But his his language is, is pretty simple to understand. And I, I think the book, book, certain parts of it are very helpful. Mr. Halla, do you find there's a generational shift where there's less cash and never physically seeing the money. Everything is just like in a cloud, basically. And how can that affect money management for this generation? Yeah, correct. I mean, it's, it's cash is, I always tell my kids, I said, if you can get cash out, get cash out, because cash is easier to see it go down. Like, you know, if you've got a lot of cash in your pocket and that wad starts getting smaller, you understand, hey, I've spent some money. But if I'm using a card, I don't ever see, especially a credit card, because then you're like, well, I still have money in my account. And I haven't, I spent money, so I don't understand. It, you know, there's, I try to throw a lot of statistics at my kids. And, you know, there's statistics like 50%, 56% of all Americans have less than $1,000 in savings. And half of those 56% have less than $1,000 that they would need if they had a $1,000 expense. So what that leads to is a constant, constant state of borrowing. And I'm not going to bark like Dave Ramsey and say that, that all debt is terrible, awful, no good. But I do understand the concept, hey, if I can't pay a bill and I need to go borrow money or use a credit card to pay that bill, what am I going to do next month when I've got a new bill and I couldn't pay my And then it becomes an, a, a snow, uh, it just becomes a bad situation. And that, that, I guess, to answer the previous question, I said, that is kind of the what I would like my kids to understand. But I do think that, that just swipe the cards, because how many times does it say, hey, you know, here, here, when I was a kid, your mom would say, hey, go get this for me. And she'd give you $10. Well, you, you were like, man, if I only spend five, I get to keep five. But now the parents are giving them their card, say, hey, go get it. And, and now the kid's going in, they're buying a Coke, buying some chips and buying gas with no concept of what that cost because it was on a card. They didn't see the number. They didn't pay attention to it. They just put a pen number in and moved on. Yeah, great points. Um, is there anything else we haven't asked you that you would like to share with our audience? Uh, no, other than I think this is a very great concept to have somebody is is in your position to uh, be talking about this because I, I think that when kids hear kids talking about it, that's a little different than hearing a 50-year-old man talk about it. <laughs> well, we agree. That's why we started this podcast to help my generation get financially smart early because there's definitely opportunities for kids now to start investing and saving earlier. Mr. Halla, we appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you for joining us on the Cash Kid Podcast and boosting the financial knowledge of fellow cash kids everywhere. There are so many great topics and interviews to come. Remember to visit our website at cashkidpodcast.com 
leave a review wherever you are listening from, and follow us on Instagram at Cash Kid Podcast. Cash Kid out. The information presented represents the views and opinions of the guest. This podcast does not intend to provide personal investment advice. This content has been made for informational and educational purposes only. To make a full and informed investment decision, we advise you to speak with a financial advisor. And for kids, definitely your parents first before investing. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.